Hey everyone, you are listening to Como La Flor with your girl Flor, and I have a guest today. We have Luis de Luna Avila. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> All right, so as I had mentioned in my last segment, I had a project that I hadn't mentioned in a couple of segments before. Um, so I talked a little bit about it last time, and it's this book called Navigating the Rabbit Hole. And Lewis is actually the first story in the book. So Lewis had been super excited to be in the podcast for quite some time now. We have been trying to figure out what to talk about. So what a better opportunity than to talk about the book. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got into this whole book project? Well, actually I had, um, I've always had these uh, thoughts um, and uh, just always kept them to myself. I'm not gonna lie, uh, I have you as a big uh, inspiration and reason how this came forth. You know, you pretty much just told me to write what I'm feeling and once I started typing, was just natural you know so you played a big part and the typing part <laughs> when i read it have y'all seen that meme where the person's typing 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 so fast and it's like never ending that's kind of what it was that was that kind of like what it was like yeah it was like uh hitting the ground running and it just it felt natural uh the grammar probably wasn't perfect but you know we we fixed that as well so. we got people for that i was i was one of the people for that um, also, if y'all are watching or even listening, you might hear these little like grunts and stuff. I promise you it ain't Lewis. It's my dogs back here. So if you're watching, you see Stitch back here, my little Frenchie. Our biggest fan. <laughs> They're joining us today. But yeah, going back to the book. So when we had talked about it, you seemed a little nervous about the whole writing part. So what kind of made you, what gave you the courage to face your fear? Well, uh, again... Again, once again, uh, I started, and uh, uh, when I first started, I had uh, your fiance and uh, shout out Nando, and uh, you read it, and once you guys said, just keep going, like I was like, okay, the the hard part's over, and again, like with everything in life, the hardest part's getting started, and uh, like I said, once I got some feedback and thank God it was positive, I just hit the ground running, and here we are. Here we are. All right, so don't give too much away about your story, but can you tell us a little bit about what you wrote? Just a little bit. Um, man. Uh, it's just basically about one of my early, uh, earlier times in my life dealing with uh, uh, one of the hardest things, which was uh, growing up in the foster care system and, you know, having that... Uh, empty space and sense of feeling that I um, wasn't loved or wasn't good enough like that and uh, that 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 for the beginning of my life weighed heavy over me and obviously as I got older and through different channels friends families therapists um, I was able to overcome that and realize that whatever situation I was in at the time uh, was meant for me. It was part of my cards that were dealt. And, uh, you know, now that I'm a parent and an adult, obviously, it's uh, it makes perfect sense. But at the time, once you're young and you think you know a lot of things about everything, you really don't. Um, it just all makes sense. And just glad I was able to survive it, you know? 
Yeah, the surprising part for me was that when I first met you, we met at a friend's basement, you know, we were partying, drinking and stuff, and you were just like laughing, and then you were crying, and then you were laughing, and then you were making people laugh as you were crying, right? <laughs> yeah. So when you started talking about, at, you know, I think it was at Freddie and Anita's garage, and you started talking a little bit about your suicide ideation, I was surprised because I'm like, how is this dude always comical like jokes here and there making everyone laugh and dance and stuff and little did we know that you were going through so much pain and then you had so much pain you know in your in your history um and talking about those things is uncomfortable so what's giving you the courage to resurface those feelings because you know like i had told y'all when i sent you the contract to be mindful that this could be re-triggering because you're touching on these uncomfortable situations all over again for the sake of writing. So what gave you the courage to say, all right, like I'm gonna go back in time and look this in the face all over again? Um, I think it was, uh, I mean, not in a positive way, but I think obviously alcohol helped, you know, just, just let it out and stuff like that. I mean, um, my whole life, uh, especially in high school, I could hear people always say, Oh man, you got a great life. I wanna, I wanna be like you. You're always happy. But like I said, um, growing up so depressed all the time, I hated the way I felt. So uh, you know, I was blessed with the gift of gab, and um, I would just you know be silly and seeing people laugh and bring joy to them. It, it made me forget that I was in pain, and uh, it was just me covering it up behind a smile. Just like I tell you, when people like yourself they're they're shocked that like man you know you seem like you're always happy and this and that but from my personal opinion i just i feel like uh i think the some of the funniest people in life are hurting the most perfect example uh robert williams and you know everyone knows he's a great actor great comedian and he ended up uh unfortunately taking his own life and you know people always ask like man who would have thought who would have thought he had money and all these other things but you know you, you just never know you know, you never know what someone's going through, and I think now with everything that I've been through, like even when I could be driving down the road, and if I look to the person next to me, you know, they can look like they're yelling on the phone or to somebody in the car, and you know, you just like, man, I wonder what they're going through, and uh, you know, I just say a little prayer there, and I uh, hope they can get through whatever it is, because at the end of the day, we put a lot on our plate. Uh, I think we end up putting too much on our plate, and we need to understand that. Uh, we should only deal and worry about the stuff we can control right now. Um, and I tell you, a wise person that's sitting next to me uh, <laughs> told me once upon a time, you know, like just because there's a problem doesn't mean you have to, you have to find a solution. And uh, with, with time being, you know, that me helping myself heal and doing the process to heal myself, I've also finally been strong enough to say no, I can't help you know, anybody right now until I fully complete helping myself. And that was that was the thing with me, you know. Uh, there are a lot of people like me and, you know, her that we, we put ourselves last. I feel like we give the best advice, but sometimes we don't take the advice even though we're the ones that need it at that time. So, yeah. Simba felt you getting into your feelings. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so. All right. So you talked a little bit about the alcohol helped, but kind of gave up alcohol for a little bit right yeah so can you tell us a little more about what made you stop um 
I think once we started writing about the book, uh, obviously I had to go back in time and and for the longest time, the feelings were always the same. They're always fresh because they would always replay in my, in my head. I mean, even to this day, just because, you know, I'm in a better place doesn't mean that there aren't things that may re-trigger. I think now that I've been, you know, doing what I have to do to get better and get where I want to be to include, uh, you know, a therapist. And uh, I just knew that I was seeing myself like blackout and and always being an emotional wreck. And I mean, I'm with enough people that I'm so close that we can laugh about it and say, man, you were crying like a little girl and this and that. And that's all fun and games, but at the end of the day, me thinking like, man, it's kind of embarrassing, you know, coming from somebody, you know, and being Hispanic and, you know, not so much they don't tell you not to show feelings, but like, you know, you still got to man up and, and be strong and, I didn't like where the alcohol was leading me. Uh, Low-key was like bringing out a lot of demons, like with most people. So, you know, from my personal opinion, alcohol is not the way to go. Uh, but to each their own. But I think we're all grown enough to know that what's going to trigger what. You know, regardless if we're getting our help or not, we know what a possible outcome is going to happen, you know, what type of reaction it's going to get from every action. So it's, it's really up to us. You know, a lot of times, two people myself would like to play the, the blame game, but it's all about accountability too. And uh, if, if you want to get help, you have to utilize your resources and you have to do you know, the work to, to get the ball rolling. Um, and like I said, you have to be accountable for what you do. So a lot of times we can't control everything, but I knew that if I stopped drinking, that it would put me in a better place and it would help with the um, healing process. So like even now I tell people, I'm, I'm working on myself. I'm not completely healed. Truly, am I ever going to be completely healed? I don't know. Uh, I think positive, so yes. But, you know, if you knew where I was at even a year ago from now, uh, you would just be like, well, it's two different people, you know. So there are changes, advances, you know, and personal growth. And the fact that I have people acknowledging it and letting me know, it's always good to know. And obviously, I can't look at myself and completely see everything so if I have an outsider telling me what it looks like then you have no other choice but to believe it you know so can you tell us um, what your healing journey has looked like mm, well obviously uh, the drinking aspect was I guess trying to fill in a void um, so I didn't like where that was going so I ended up getting in the gym. Uh, like I said, back to the triggering, I know when I'm close to breaking down. And it's nothing wrong with breaking down, just so you guys know. Um, you know, sometimes I watch Grey's Anatomy and I start <laughs> crying because it's that no, good or whatever. Um, but I do know, like, as far as when I need to, like, recharge the batteries. So uh, just mentally, physically, emotionally. And, like, you know, I... Music is everybody's therapy, I, I like to believe. So I go in the gym, do a playlist, and I just, you know, get all that negative energy, and I just try to channel it out and push it out through, you know, sweat and tears, because that's why I love working out, because I sweat so hard, so I can cry and nobody will know. Um, so I do turn to the gym. I, I, I've made my circle smaller or 
maybe I lost a lot of people, I don't know. But either way, the circle's small and I'm fine with that. And ultimately, first and foremost, uh, I I want to thank God. You know, I'm not pushing it on nobody, but in my heart, I, I feel like I wouldn't be where I'm at without him and him blessing me with the people around me uh, full of positivity. And, you know, stuff like that is very contagious. You know what I'm saying? If you're around a lot of negativity, you're going to be negative. It's just the way it is. And I've been able to uh, be able to identify what I want to be around. And if, if I'm in a situation where I, I don't see anything positive happening, I, I make the choice and I move away or take a break. And, and that's been helping a lot, you know, especially dogs. <laughs> dogs are really good. I mean, anyone knows that, you know, being a veteran or having any type of PTSD, whether it's a car accident or anything happening in your life, it does help to and talking, talking about it. I know a lot of times you try to hold it inside, but trust me when I say this, like the more you hold it in, the worse it's going to be, you know? That's facts. And I've talked about, you know, making the circle smaller in my theory, organically, that just happens when you start shifting your focus to yourself, your healing and just growth, you're going to outgrow people naturally. So maybe that's resonating and now I know that we had talked about the book, you know, the past couple months and you were kind of like, dang, like some people are going to be surprised that I published and, you know, some people might be like, ah, like, fuck that guy. Like, so how is, how is that going with you? Um, well, again, back to the circle, um, sometimes, you know, not to promote negativity, but sometimes our biggest haters are the ones we love the most. Um, with my circle being smaller, uh, a lot of people that are still in my circle are like my A1s, like people that like see me at my worst, see me when, when all the demons were out and never gave up on me and always try to like, whether it was send me a positive quote or just randomly text me and see how I was doing and check on my well being. um, you know, they're they're the real, you know, winners and MVPs because, you know, we're grown and, and it's very hard to stay connected to a lot of people because we go our own different ways, you know, and that's fine. But for them to take that little five minutes to check on me, like, speaks volume. So, like I said, you know, now I'm in a way better place, a place that I never thought I would be. I thought I was going to be stuck in darkness forever. And, and, and now I see the light and I'm just going to it, you know, full force. So, you know, they helped me out a lot. And I've, I've gotten a lot of positive reviews, even before the book. But, I mean, the book is going to help a lot of people that don't know me or that much about me. And just, uh, you know, they might... They might be amazed and shocked and be like, wow. And I mean, now that I sit back and I look and I'm like, man, I have been through a lot and I've overcame it. And a, and a lot of times I always question why. Why didn't this happen when this happened or this, then the third? I always question about how or why the cards that I had were dealt my way. But now it's I, I strongly believe that God gives his um, toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. And... Uh, with even my therapist and my, my friends and my family, my, my friends turned family, a lot of them are in need too. And me being a person that has gone through that, I'm pretty lucky because I can see the warning signs and it, 
I end up uh, reaching out to them and like they did to me. And just like back then, I would be like, wow, you can see my pain. And they're like, yeah, we can see your pain. I can see theirs. And I'm just trying to spread all the knowledge that I've lived personally and all the, you know, information that my like therapists and people that have gone through the same thing can share with me so that at the end of the day they can be where I'm at because ultimately I just want people to be as happy as I am you know yeah and I'm proud of you for talking so openly about going to therapy because you're a Latino man veteran going to therapy like that shit's unheard of so I'm proud of you for talking about that um, and I will say that with, you know, the circle getting smaller and all that, you really see who's there for you when you start your own business and you have these little milestones and accomplishments because how many friends you got on Facebook? Oof. Well, since my account got hacked, maybe again, that was, <laughs> that was part of the plan. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I mean, there's definitely at least like a good 50 people that like I've been friends with for over 25 years, 20 years, or even just, like, meeting somebody, like, I don't know, like, at a Bears game 15 years ago, and then that friendship just remained, and, you know, it was always good to know people would be like, man, you're, you're a, a fun individual to be around, and, and uh, this and that, and they always say, like, on, that, that, that our kids are the best parts of us, and, and I'm pretty lucky because, you know, my son, uh, ever since he was little, uh, people would watch him when I would have him for the summer, and, you know, they would watch him when I go to work, and every time I'd go pick him up, they're like, he can stay forever, you know, and I'd be like, you know, that's really good to know, especially, you know, because he was raised and his family did great when I wasn't there, but it's also good to know, like, you know, it's just a sense of pride and to know that he's the best part of me and his mom, you know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's really good. Um, but as far as, like, new friends, it is kind of tough. I think I, I enter every situation and relationship, obviously, with my shields up. And naturally, you know, a lot of people say stuff like, you, you know, respect is earned and all that stuff. But I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt until you disrespect me. You know what I'm saying? So that low-key, I think even now, every day I learn something new, I feel like maybe you can't really go into this situation like that because even then people will take advantage of your heart. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people are envious, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, when you're out there giving your all and being passionate about everything you do, there are going to be some haters. But, like, you know... I don't remember if it was Cat Williams or Kevin Hart. I think it was Cat Williams. But they say if you got haters, you're doing something right. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't get too too hung up on what they have to say or about anyone's negative, you know, perception of me or just in general, you know what I'm saying? I'm in a way better place, and I want to stay there. So so how many followers do you got on Facebook? Oh. Is it, like, in the hundreds? Definitely, yeah, definitely. It's All right. Hundreds, yeah. So do you feel like every single person on your Facebook is going to buy a book off of you? Uh, no, no. <laughs> um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either, you know what I'm saying? You know, shout outs to everybody that has support me, and not just with the book, like I said, with, with me in general. I know at times, you know, people speaking to Facebook would probably be like, man, this guy's like super depressed. You know, this guy's annoying with his negative posts, and you know, they could have hit the unfollow. Yeah, true, true, but. Even though when I was, you know, ranting negatively, I'm pretty sure it was juicy. So, um, <laughs> but I have, I have 
sold quite a few amount of books. I mean, I even have uh, one of my buddies that bought multiple books. Shout out, Landon Chase, brother. Um, so, like, you know, you know, everyone just, was just waiting for the books to come, and, and now we're about to, you know, see see how you know how it goes. And uh, like I said, uh, regardless if you guys purchase the book, because obviously it's not just me on there. There's there's other writers sharing their experiences as well. Um, but I strongly recommend you guys, you know, take a look at it. It's in English and Spanish, if you didn't know. Um, but I'm pretty sure if you guys read it, maybe you can relate to every one of us or one of us at the very least. Um, it's just, you know, it, it is it is a tough to uh, topic, especially not only being Latino, but, you know, uh, I'm the only male on the uh, in the book, but... Um, you know, like I said, when you talk about it, it gets easier. Maybe not at first, but eventually it will. And uh, like I said, I reckon, there's even a, a part of the book after every um, story where you can actually uh, write down. I mean, anything you can do, anything you want to put there. But you know, you could you could do how you can write fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in English or Spanish. Right. Um, and you can just write how it makes you feel some type of way, or or even. If you want, here's some suggestions. If you want to write something down and, you know, try to get a hold of the author and ask them how they got through that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're here to help. Uh, I was blessed to have a lot of people that stayed by my side, even in my darkest time. And, you know, like I said, if I could help somebody, then, then my mission's accomplished. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah, and I bring up the how many people we got following because... I take social media as in like spectators. At first I thought, you know, you would have support, right? But I've this is now the second book that I'm a part of. The first one I, I co-authored, this is the second one that I'm a part of, but that I published. So this is my first one. And even with the first one, I bought a hundred books, or my fiance bought a hundred copies. And I have, I wanna say like around 900 people that, be looking at my shit on Facebook and I still got like 20 copies of the shit left in my house you know and one of my friends that um, he's the founder of Chicago of the Ant's Chicago Dream he did a TikTok the other day and it cracked me up because it was true he was like I'm not posting no more y'all better give me a dollar for every fucking view and I felt that because he's like I could have easily fed all of Inglewood if every single person that follows my my social media accounts or follows my journey would donate a dollar or share my link or something you know so it got me thinking and I and I extend grace to everyone but at this point it's like yo you call me to ask for help for your FAFSA you call me because you're your sobrina or your sister doesn't know what to do with the school stuff and you know I've been through all of the school journeys right so you call me when you need help but the minute i'm asking for support you're nowhere to be found and it's not you don't just support by buying a book i understand everyone's financial situation is different but there are a lot of free ways for you to show support you can share the link you can share the post if you want to buy the book but it ain't your vibe you can buy the book and gift it to somebody and that's actually one of one of my friends from the Y. shout out to crystal lamb that's what she did the other day. We were talking about the book, and she's like, I will always support you. I'm going to buy the book. Donate it to whoever you want. 
And I was like, that's dope. Mad respect to her for doing that. But when they say that it gets lonelier at the top, it does get lonelier at the top. Um, but this, like you said, this topic is very difficult to kind of like read through and, and to hear, especially when it's someone that, that you love because you don't want to know that someone's hurting, right? But that's also part of the reason why we did this book. It's because it's taboo in the Latino community. This anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, all of these mental illnesses, they exist, but we like to pretend like they don't. And then we're mad when we lose people by suicide. We're mad that they attempted at their own life and then we're frustrated because we don't know how to help. But this is a way of helping, acknowledging that this should actually exist and that our people are hurting. It's been, I'm first generation, so my parents weren't born here. And I know that the reason why I'm so focused on the grind is because I've seen them grind. They, they came to this country, my mom came cleaning up houses and being a nanny to send money to Guatemala. And my dad was here at eight years old and he had to figure his own shit out, ended up gangbanging to protect his siblings, right? So I get it, but now there had to be a point where I had to recognize that they did all of that so that when they decided to have their own kids, we wouldn't have to suffer. So I had to be like, yo, take care of your shit because with you grinding so much, you're gonna burn out and I did. I've talked about it um, in a couple of episodes and that led me to have to go to therapy. And I didn't talk about my story in here because I didn't want to hurt my mom's feelings. You know, like we've, we've hashed our relationship out and it's water under the bridge at this point. I just briefly mentioned that I had experience with that ideation in elementary school. And, you know, when I talked to you about it, you were like, quit playing, you know? But, you know, it happened. It happened, and I didn't really talk about it till I had this group that I co-run at work, and they were talking about suicide ideation, anxiety, and all that. Um, so I did this book because it was just coming too close to home way too often. I've had several students that have attempted or they've, they've just experienced suicide ideation, uh, for various reasons and then going to parties on my social life I was hearing about it from a lot of people and you were one of them and in my own family my sister my sister's in the book shout out to Jessie and she's been the reason why my family has talked more openly about just mental illnesses as a whole because of her own journey and because we love her so much we've had to face the reality and face our own shit and how we've um how we've harmed her and how we've harmed each other as a family so that we can just heal and move forward. But some people, you know, they're not ready for it. and Or some people are just following us on social media just to peep what's good. But Shout out to the lurkers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for sure. This this book, you know, it's it's not that big, right? But it's got a lot of value in it. So as, as you had mentioned... The first half is in English, so literally all of these, so this is Lewis's part, is in English, and then the second part is in Spanish. So we did it half and half in the same book because we wanted to be mindful of um, cost accessibility. So considering that the Latino population is one of the, it's actually the biggest non-white population in the U.S., but we're also 
very salient in the low-income communities. So I don't want there to be um, an excuse that we can't afford the book or, you know, whatever. And if that is the case, if that truly is the case, then hit me up and, you know, we'll talk about it and I can get you a book, you know. Um, but I didn't want people to not have access to this because these stories are, they matter. These stories matter. There's five people that wrote their story in here that for a slight second could easily have not been here right now. Like you could have easily not been here right now. Exactly. Your story could have not been here right now. So there's a reason why all of you found hope or some sort of light or just trigger didn't get pulled the right way or something and you're still living and breathing today. Um, so I appreciate that. And yeah, I'm excited because even after hearing your, you know, the, your entire story, a lot of people didn't know you were going to be in this book. Yeah. I was one of them. <laughs> but I mean, um, like we said too, especially in the Hispanic community, we talk about like the harm we do to others, especially in our family. Uh, may, everyone may not agree, but I do feel like family's not what it used to be, unfortunately. And uh, a lot of times we can lose them for not even really doing anything that serious. But, uh, you know, whatever your situation is, uh, whether you have a huge family or you don't or you don't get along with them or whatever the case is, uh, you know, you, we're smart enough and grown enough to know who you want in your corner, who you want and who you need. You know what I'm saying? Who's there for you just to be there for you because they love you or who wants to be there for you for their own personal gain. Um, at the end of the day, like I said, like what, what helped me out too a lot is not just writing in this book, but like I got a notebook and whenever I'm feeling something that's truly like hovering over me, then I start writing it down and that, and that does, it does work. You know I mean? I mean, people have got different uh, ways to, to get rid of the, the tension, like obviously drinking, going to the gym, smoking, eating. I don't know. Uh, I'm a stress eater. Yeah, I've seen it, but like, um, just know that the best thing to do, I would say, from personal experience, is talking to somebody. And like I said, I I'm blessed to have her, her fiance, you know, uh, a lot of friends, her family, my boys, I call brothers, and like I mean that, I mean that when I call them sisters and brothers, and I love you and stuff like that. Um, but don't think of yourself as being weak and and. Um, you know, it, it's we're human. We have we have feelings, and uh, doesn't make you soft. Doesn't make you you know weak or nothing like that. It, it it just happens. But just know that if it doesn't work out today, like there's always tomorrow. We can oh even if it feels like today went by great, we could always like set a short term goal and try to make tomorrow better than today. You know, before you know it, every day will be great. And don't get it wrong. Like I said, I'm in a great spot, but there'll be some times where. I don't know if, like, I feel like I'm being attacked by misery and, and all this other stuff around, even the world we live in. But uh, just remember that uh, it's okay to bend and we'll never break because at the end of the day, we're all strong in our own different way and we're here. I mean, look how many people we've had in our lives that didn't make it for for one reason or another. You know, it doesn't have to be bad. It's just luck of the draw. So... Like I would tell Flora all the time, I, I used to wake up, or before I go to bed, I, I would I would pray and say, hopefully I, I don't wake up tomorrow. 
And uh, since I've been in a way better place, I, I, I go to bed praying that I can wake up and see another day. And uh, when I wake up, I give thanks. And uh, like I said, people are going to have their perception about everybody. But now I'm getting to the point where, you know, I'm not quite there. Sometimes <laughs> it, it bothers me a little bit. But at the end of the day, like, you guys can think what you want. You know, you're always going to have people that are thinking about something you did 20 years ago or whatever the case is. But, you know, fuck them. <laughs> um, my dad says fuck them and feed them fish. Yeah, but not the good one. Not the good one. Yeah, my tilapia or something. But uh, it's just, at the end of the day, it's all about making us happy. Um, and these these battles and struggles that we go through, like, even being here right now, we survived. You know, we're surviving the day where, you know, we're not letting us, uh, we're not letting what happened to us, like, define us. But it does help us. And sometimes you just got to sit back and, and take a bow and be like, yeah. I did it. And sometimes it's okay to just be like, you did it because it's us. You know, she can tell me everything she wants to tell me, but it's got to take me to listen and to hear her out and want to make a change. You I know believe what I'm it. And believe it. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just don't give up. Don't give up. Like, uh, I tell you, I would be in the darkest spots to where a lot of people would say, oh, what about your kids? They're going to need you. But like, when you're so dark and you're, and you're, that gone like you're always gonna find something that's gonna be oh well they're doing fine without me right now you know what I mean but like I mean to each their own I mean like I, I've named a couple things that helped me obviously therapy you know I quit drinking and smoking and the gym helped and praying and music and stuff like that just like you think about the negative things you have to think about the positive or you have to try to bring the positive out of everything you know even like if you got pulled over for not wearing your seatbelt, you're like, damn, I got a ticket. But then you could also be like, well, you know, what happens if I didn't get stopped and I got into an accident and flew out the window? You know what I'm saying? So it, it's up to us. You know, we can be our own worst enemies, but we could also be our number one supporters. And I don't think, you know, people remember that all the time, but that's facts, you know? I'm loving all this growth. Mm -hmm. Just a few months ago, this was not the energy we were getting. It wasn't. It wasn't. I'm proud of you. Thank you. All right. Well, we're about at time. Is there any last things you want to talk about or anything you want to say? Uh, just give shout outs, like I said, to everybody to include yourself. And I'll be like anybody that, you know, took time out of the day to reach out to me and always check up on me on a regular. Thank you very much. I am where I am because of y'all. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, this isn't a pitch to sell a book but if you are interested in some copies you can DM me inbox me so those have my number text me um, and uh, like the ones that did purchase the books as well thank you for your support I hope you guys enjoy um, if you guys want to reach out to any of the authors and maybe you can relate to them just like I said again inbox me text me and we can figure something out and just know that as long as I'm here and I'll tell you the floor's here and I'll be not like we're always down to listen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we, we can make time. And uh, so if you feel like you're ever alone, I'm telling you personally, you're not. You got us. So uh, again, thank you for the time, for listening. And I hope you guys enjoy the book. And if you guys have any feedback, send it our way. All of that, yes. So just once again, here's the cover. It's called Navigating the Rabbit Hole. And it's talking about 
uh, five authors and their experience with suicide ideation, suicide attempts, and some other mental health illnesses. The book is half in English and half in Spanish. And if you have more questions, you can comment on the Instagram where I'm going to post about this podcast episode. You can also send me a voice note through Spotify or I believe Apple should be doing it too. Um, But yeah, thanks y'all. Thank you. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.